0: Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the podcast where a real statistics professor and the Pippin to his Jordan, Jake. Gives you sports betting tips. I am Professor Sides. You can follow me and find all my picks on Twitter at Professor Sides. You can follow my friend Jake on Twitter at my friend underscore Jake. Today is Monday, February 7th, 2022. And this episode covers today's best college basketball bets. In case you're new here, I have built a mathematical model that predicts what the spread and total should be for every Division I college basketball game. That information along with a graded A, B, or C pick for each of today's games is available in the Google Sheet that is linked in the show's description. However, please remember that good and bad variants will occur so as much as I I'd like to say the model will be profitable each and every day. That is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, Jake, I, I made a couple tweaks to the model here to get us back on track this weekend. and have those two A picks on Sunday, so that was uh, fun. What, uh, what were the key takeaways you had for us
1: uh, from this weekend? Probably the biggest one, the one to watch the most, is how Villanova does. They were already thin and then... They won the game and they covered for us, but Con Gillespie went down with an ankle injury and it looked rough and he didn't come back. So that that could be big going forward if depending on how he is. And my heart goes out for the guy because about this time last year he tore his ACL and was done. So it's, ugh. but and then we kind of talk about is Xavier overrated? They've lost four of their last nine, but in those five wins, they beat Creighton twice and Butler twice and then DePaul once. Can, can the numbers be too high on them for right now? Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. We're about talking about the big. That... Go ahead. Go for it. I uh, was talking about a team that was been in the top 25 most of the year and has been kind of a darling there at the beginning. Is kind of just fallen off. Yeah,
0: yeah, we talk about the Big East a lot here. It's a it's a fun conference to watch, and it's really hard sometimes to get a handle on these teams when they just beat each other up. Uh, but Xavier has not looked very good lately, so it's something to keep an eye on uh, as we uh, progress through February into March. Uh, before we get to today's slate a reminder, please like and subscribe, follow and rate. We appreciate all of those things, and they help us out greatly. Drop a comment. If you're on YouTube, we love those and we try to respond to as many as we can. Tonight, we're going to start off with George Mason and Richmond. That's a 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central tip. Richmond is an 8-point favorite. I'm starting this off hot here on a Monday morning. I've got an A pick backing at George Mason, plus eight. The model thinks it should be Richmond, only minus five. I thought this was an interesting note on George Mason. I have backed them three times in the last two weeks. One of them was an A pick that won. The other two were B picks that were both half-point losses. Thankfully, taking plus eight, they can't lose by half a point here. If they do, then that's quite a remarkable score. Um, But otherwise, they've done pretty well. Uh, Hopefully, they just get on the other side of that forest this time. Uh, but I think this is too many points here. Again, we always talk about seven being uh, kind of the spot where fouls stop happening here. So, hey, if they lose by seven, that works for us. I think it's just too many points here for a George Mason team that I think is not getting quite enough respect. Jake, what's your take?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm on this George Mason team with you. I think they are very, very underrated. They are one of the top three-point shooting teams in the nation, which is always good when you're getting plus points as a underdog. Anytime you can hit threes like that is a very good thing. Um, they've got a really good guard in Xavier Johnson, and he's kind of the key to the team depending on how they uh, like how they go because he leads and assists and steals, so he's up there starting the offense and really starting the pressure on the defense. Um, and being the Tennessee guy, just keeping up with assistant coach Kim English. This is his first year at George Mason, and he took Devontae Gaines also who was – a decent player at at Tennessee, but he's been a great player there at George Mason when he dropped down a level of competition. And also Richmond is only is four and seven against the spread as a home favorite. Um, They're very thin offensively. Tyler Burton is something special, but I I think that uh, George Mason's got enough like defensively to kind of make him inefficient, make him work. And so it's really going to depend on if Gilliard is having one of his great games where he scores almost 30 points or if he's having his normal games where he's in the 10 to 12 range. So Mm -hmm. it really depends on Jacob Gilliard. And I I think George Mason's got enough with the three shooting and the defense that they have because they're very underrated defensively uh, because they force almost, uh, I think, 13 or 14 turnovers a game. So they, they are a team to watch here, especially they could make a tournament run and make somebody upset in the A ten is still a bid. Yep, yep. They're um like you said, a little underrated. Uh Richmond's a good team.
0: I just don't know if they're this good to to win by that many points here uh tonight. Also at that same time slot, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, Virginia at Duke. We are talking about a Duke team that I cannot figure out. I swear every time I zig, they zag. I'm just, I don't like taking sides on this Duke team, so I'm not going to here. Instead, I've got over. I locked in 127 last night. It's up to 129 right now. The model makes it close to 129 and a half. So again, I'll give a little shameless Twitter plug there. Follow me on Twitter. That uh, handle is up uh, on your screen there if you're watching us on youtube um i will tweet every time i update the sheet and lock in those picks the numbers kind of catching up a little bit um duke can score obviously virginia's defense is atrocious virginia will try to slow the game down for sure but we always talk about teams as underdogs right you know duke being a big favorite here that virginia being a double-digit dog wants to slow the game down to limit the possessions virginia already does that they can't slow it down any more than they already do so this is a situation where i like the over as opposed to a lot of times in these bigger spreads i kind of like the under because i'm thinking the team's going to play at a slower pace than usual not possible for virginia their defense is definitely going to get exposed i don't know exactly by how much Duke wins by uh but what you know duke should not have a problem being efficient against this really bad surprisingly bad and uncharacteristically bad virginia defense
1: uh jake what do you have for us yeah i'm um all over this duke train here they they had a massive win took back first place and beat the beat the living mm-hmm. crap out of uh north carolina it wasn't even as close as the score was and that was impressive. So it might be a little bit of a letdown, but I don't think it's enough of let <laughs> sorry letdown to get under 12, under 12. Um, they are extremely good offensively and, and just as good defensively. They I mean, they don't force a lot of turnovers, but they make it nearly impossible to score um, just how long they are. With Mark Williams, I think he's averaging almost four blocks a game. And then Wendell Moore and A.J. Griffin are playing out of their mind right now. And that was probably the key takeaway – to me, from the North Carolina game is AJ Griffin has stepped up enough to be a big time scorer, and they don't have to have Paulo have a great game for them to win and win big. He's AJ scored uh, twenty above twenty in two of the last three games, and he's led them in scoring two or three times. Other than that, in the last uh, and there's all ugh, all over the season. But I mean, this Virginia team, man, their defense is atrocious like you said and their offense isn't much better they rank above 100 in every category so it's not it's not going well to go on the road and win um also kihei clark is kind of the thermometer of this team if he's if he's doing good then this team's doing good but he's a short point guard duke matches up well with him he's going to have a really really hard time but I mean he's been there and he's old, so he know he's been there since the loss the u n b c and the championship, so he's been there quite a while, so Duke knows exactly how to handle him and I think they win this fairly easy, probably fifteen if I was guessing. Yep, that makes a lot of sense. I'm uh, moving on to another similarly
0: large spread. Kind of an under-the-radar game a little bit here. 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central. UTEP at North Texas. North Texas is about a 10-point favorite. Uh, I've got an overpick here for you on this one. Over 119 and a half. The model thinks that it should be 122 and a half. I will say the model has not really done well on UNT overs this year, but I think the number has gone a little bit too far this time. Once you've dropped under 120, is too extreme, in my opinion. The uh, model is 4-1 on UTEP overs, and so I think UTEP will speed this game up enough uh, to get this over the total. UNT, uh, a team that might make a little bit of noise here in the tournament, they did last year, of course, um, and I'm looking for similar things for them here um, as we head towards March. Jake, what's your take?
1: Yeah, i really like this North Texas team. They've returned a lot of their players from that Purdue win last year in the opening round of the tournament. So they, uh, they've they got a loaded team. They're an older team. They're the 20th ranked uh, three-point shooting team. So anytime you can do that, overs look good because, you know, three points helps, helps you out a lot faster. than Three points are points. more than two points, right? <laughs> yeah, all, all, day, all day, every day, right? Yeah, uh, but yep. I mean, they're really good. Defensively, they're thirty um, second overall, and they limit their their fourteenth at limiting their opponents' three point percentage. So that really helps them expand leads quickly. Um, they've got four guys averaging over ten points. Um, but Kelvin Almu Alma I can't say his name um, this is their leading scorer. But just uh, or, but you know they've got a lot of guys there that can keep up. They're very balanced and. Like I said, you can't expand on enough how big it is return, for a smaller team like this to return players from an opening round win is big. That's one thing COVID has helped these smaller teams. They can get yep. experienced guys yep. in and like run up on that, and it's I think they win this fairly easy yep yep they should have no trouble getting
0: the win um and again i think that number is just too low like I talk about, north texas has enough scoring um good defensive team but again remember you're playing numbers on these situations right if the number 125 even though that's a low number uh that's not um low enough right but at but 119 and a half it's just insanely low and i think uh they can get to they can get to 70 75 themselves and then UTEP doesn't have to do much to get over the number uh kind of another similarly might not be exciting game right arizona at arizona state 9 p.m eastern 8 p.m uh central arizona should have no problem going on the road and getting the victory the key question is by how much uh this is the game where jake and i you, you and i disagree on this one i locked in last night arizona state plus 14 as a B pick. Um, The model thinks it should be Arizona by about 12 and a half. The number has come down since this morning to around 13. I just think that's too many points on the road. As good as Arizona has been, they have struggled sometimes in these situations, blowing teams out. Um, Arizona seems like a team where they either, they will come out and they will beat somebody by 30, or they'll kind of like toy around and let them hang in there. Uh, I think Arizona state at home uh, can keep this to around 10, and then there's no need for them to foul late. And so I do think Arizona gets an easy victory. I just think that 14 is a lot of points that we get in our back pocket. But, Jake, you're on Arizona, so I'm curious to hear your side of
1: the story. Um, this is more about how bad Arizona State is than Arizona. Like They played out of their mind to get that seven-point loss at Arizona, and they got so lucky that Arizona didn't take advantage of the 23 turnovers they forced. So I think if any of that repeats itself, Arizona is going to run away with this game. I mean, they're also a little bit motivated, and Arizona State, I don't know how they're feeling. They just beat this beat UCLA. So that's – maybe they're turning around, but they're just so bad statistically all year, off like offensively. And there's some little bit of chaos in that team with the way Hurley acts. Like Hurley is uh, – I don't know exactly how to describe him, but he's – He's a little bit of a firecracker, and then I think that leads off to his team, and I think that can come back to bite them if things go wrong quick, like, at first, like, in the first, like, five, ten minutes. If if they start getting behind 10 to 12 points or something like that, I, I think they might force it too much, and it's only going to expand from there, and that's kind of where I'm leaning Arizona is. I think they got very lucky in the seven-point loss, and then I think Arizona is going to come out to play.
0: All right, drop a comment if you're on YouTube. Tell us which side you're on there. If you think uh, if you're with me and think that Arizona State can cover that big number, uh, or if you're with uh, Jake and you think that uh, you, you want to let it with Arizona. I think uh, I think that Arizona State UCLA game from this weekend uh, one of the more confusing results. Right, we we were thinking UCLA is kind of on the right track, and then that happens, and I. UCLA's been a very puzzling <laughs> team all season, and oh, they yeah. just continue to puzzle us. Right, that that, that doesn't. Uh, you think it's going to change? It's not. They're going to apparently just be confusing all season, and we're going to have a hard time <laughs> getting a read on them. Which takes us to our game of the night. The same time slot there, that light slot, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central. Kansas at Texas. Kansas is now a one-point favorite at Texas as of this morning. Last night, Texas was a slight favorite, which was kind of puzzling. To me, yes. just from an optics yeah. standpoint. Uh, I've got another overpick for us here. I'm taking over 134 as a V-pick. The model thinks it should be 136. I think this is a situation we saw Texas last time against Texas Tech in the game we thought would go under 120 potentially, and that game cruised over the total. And I see a similar story here. Kansas wants to play this game a lot faster. We saw what they did to Baylor. Um, this weekend, if Baylor could have made any shots whatsoever, that game was going over. Thankfully, I had the under. So they, thankfully for me, they didn't. But uh, Kansas, you know, can score against any defense whatsoever. We saw them lighted up there against um, against Baylor. As good of a tech defense as Texas has, I think Kansas is going to be able to score. They want to play this game fast, so I like the over there in this game. Uh, Jake, game of the night here. Who's going to win, Kansas or Texas?
1: Uh, this is Kansas. I'm very confused with this line. I was even more confused at the way it opened, um. But I mean, Kansas has too much offense. as Baylor found out, and I think they kind of exposed Baylor a little bit. They 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 found the pattern of making Akinjo and Flagler work and being efficient, and just like took their defense out of it and made every shot i mean if you go back and start looking at these big games kansas plays in and this goes back for years the way bill self knows how to prepare this prepare these teams like even the texas tech game that was in what the 90s after after it finished its overtime or second overtime way so it was way up there um they just know how to play offense they know how to play enough defense to get them there um and abadji apparently COVID had no effect on him because he came yeah. out, didn't miss a beat. He had 18. Uh, Brown had 18 in that Baylor game. So they're they're rolling. Texas doesn't have too many good big guys. So I think McCormick and Lightfoot are going to dominate the boards. Whether they score or not, doesn't matter. I think it'll be one and done for Texas on off- – who struggles offensively anyway. I know they play better at home, and they're a very, very good defensive team. Um, I think they rank – Fourth now, and just one step above Texas Tech, who once again led in ninety points to to this Kansas team. So, I I don't understand the line. I think Kansas does this, and I think they do, do it easily. I think it gets closer to that ten to twelve range, just the way they're playing right now and the way they're shooting.
0: Yeah, and you make a, a good comment there that you know Texas Kansas had no problem uh, kind of speeding up Tech a little bit. Again, Kansas they they have a way of dominating the style and the pace of the game and getting these teams out of their rhythms. And that's why I said I I think this game just gets played at a little bit of a higher tempo than Texas wants to play. Texas could. They want to slow this game down. You know, that's what Beard wants to do. But I just don't think they're going to be able to do it, just like we've talked about with that Kansas Tech game. you know, you take that Kentucky game out, and thankfully on that one, we were both on Kentucky, right? We, we took the yeah. points and kind of said, take the money line, right? We think that Kentucky's got a shot to win this. Yeah. That looked really good. You take that one game out, and like you said, Kansas is really looking good. They're starting to get back into their old traditional self, um, and the way they're playing, it. you know, pun intended, I guess, right? <laughs> the way they're playing <laughs> is just fantastic right now. And so I think, yeah, Texas can going to have a really hard time um, with this one. And like I said, I just – I don't like the – the pace right here, I just don't see how this stays under with Kansas being able to impose their will. If Texas is going to win this, it's I think it's going to have to be a shootout just because I don't think they're going to be able to yeah. stop Kansas. Um, which leads us to our buzzer beaters, your exclusive pod content here. I've got a few A picks over in the Google sheet. My A plus play of the day is Southern Illinois Edwardsville minus two versus Southeast Missouri state. That is 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central. This is my first A or B pick on SIU Edwardsville. They are not very good. Neither is Southeast Missouri state. So two bad teams. um this is the first time i'm backing them we'll see how that goes but the model thinks that they should get an easy home victory so laying a short number like two not a problem The best B-side, 8.30 Eastern, 7.30 Central. Jackson State, minus four at Arkansas Pine Bluff. The model is 5-0, fading Arkansas Pine Bluff on A or B pick. So I think Jackson State, just a much better team there. Both these games, right? We always talk about this. You don't have to watch them to make the monies on them, people. These games are probably not going to be entertaining. You may not be able to watch the SWAT game, unfortunately, uh, if you're invested in it. But that's okay. They'll still make us money, even if we're watching them or not. Every dog has its day, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. Western Carolina, I've got them on the money line at plus 175, so nice uh, nice little payout there if they can get the home victory for us against Greensboro. I also like them getting the points, of course. We got that as an official B pick uh, getting, you know, five-ish points. I think they can keep it close. The model is four and one on A or B fades of Greensboro. And so I think Western Carolina is the side there, whether you want to take your points or take your shot on that money line. I think they're a good dog to back on this Monday evening. And the last one for me here, before I turn it over to you, Jake, the plug your nose and play anyway. you got a couple of options here of some ugly dogs that I like, where I think the numbers are just too large. I'm going to highlight Eastern Illinois plus 14 at Tennessee Tech. Eastern Illinois is awful. Do not get me wrong bad basketball here but that's a lot of points for tennessee tech to cover tennessee tech's five and 18 and that's not a misleading record folks they aren't good either they haven't exactly played murderer's row and so obviously i think tennessee tech gets the victory but that's just a lot of points to ask a bad team to cover a team that when they win they win close and and they've kept some games close i've backed them this year a few times and that's worked out but that's just a large number there, so I'm going to grab all 14 of those points with Eastern Illinois. I'm going to plug my nose and play on That one definitely is a stinker.
1: Jake, what are your buzzer beaters? Yeah, being a Tennessee Tech alum, that uh, uh that uh, that line surprised me. I I couldn't believe when they got 14. I was like, there's so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so many points. Yeah, Um, but I I am on Virginia Tech minus 13 against this Pittsburgh team. I think. Pittsburgh team is so bad offensively. They're just so bad everywhere on the floor. Um, And Justin Mutz is enough to get, get this done and get them covered, the 13. And, I mean, Pittsburgh had to play absolutely out of their mind, best game of the year, and still lost by seven at home. So I think Virginia Tech gets this done, gets it done easily. And I love this Furman team. This Furman team is very good. They're going to beat this ETSU team by at least six, if not more. Um, and Furman has a little extra motivation. They really need this to stay tied with Chattanooga in their conference so they can keep that one seed. Because that one seed gets big when he comes to these tournaments, because so like, you don't want to have to fight through the third third-place team to get to the championship to hit the second-place team. So I think Furman wants it real bad, and they'll get this game.
0: All right, that is all we've got for you today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. A reminder, check out that Google Sheet for all picks and totals on today's games. If you haven't done so yet, click that subscribe button. We will get you a new episode every weekday of the college basketball season and that live Q&A episode on Saturdays. We will see you tomorrow. Until then, remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.